0: The Atlanta Braves starting rotation has done an admirable job filling in with some of the key injuries, but is it sustainable? And do the Atlanta Braves need to make a move for the rotation at some point this year? We'll discuss all that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Make sure if you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up button as well to help support the show And I can't tell you enough how much that I appreciate your support. You think everything's negative on the internet? That's not the case because I had several great comments on some of our last videos from our everydayers out there. Maz3360 says that they listen to both the podcast and the postcast and said, I think you do a fantastic job. Your insight and your takes are very well thought out and well informed. Keep up the great work. That means a lot. Love hearing stuff like that. Easy Rider says, I look forward to making your podcast my first listen every day at work. Thanks for the great Braves content. T. Moore says, every day or love your podcast. Debbie Humes, love the show. Lady Braves, love your content so much. I listen to your podcast every day when I'm at work. I love hearing where you listen to the podcast. Chad Gillette from Virginia says, i watching you every day for the last few years. Really enjoy the show Frankie Torres, show, uh, loving the show from California. John Ashby, podcast is very spot on. I don't know about that, but thanks for the kind comment there, John. Christian Godby says, enjoy the podcast. Andrew, our first podcast I listen to Monday through Friday, great content. Uh, that means a lot to me. Thank you so much for saying that, Andrew. And then I got some other everydayers as well. Adam Dowd, Greg Rogers, Daniel Norman, and Mennonite Ape. So appreciate all of our everydayers out there. Thank you so much for letting me know that you enjoy the show. If you are an everydayer, let me know down in the comments section below on YouTube where you're listening from and where you listen at. I really would appreciate to hear from you. Before we get into today's episode, talking about the starting rotation in the Miami Marlins and then previewing the Phillies series, got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off Your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's start out with our Taco Tuesday segment. Obviously, don't have a game on Monday night, so nothing to recap there. So we got two Taco Tuesday segments to talk about. The first one is going to be the starting rotation. And honestly, it's a quiet day on Monday. Not a lot being talked about in Braves country. But I think something that's on my mind and I think on the mind of a lot of Braves fans out there is What's going on with the rotation? What does the long-term future look like with this rotation once everybody's healthy? And you look at the current five right now, It's and this is the way I would line it up probably in a postseason. If I, if I were making a postseason rotation right now, of who they currently have, I'd still go Strider game one. I, I know he's given up a lot of runs in his last couple of outings, but I still would go Strider. I'd probably go Charlie Morton just because the dominant type pitching typically plays up in the postseason and he's a veteran, but I think you could flip a coin there between Morton and Elder. Uh, But either way, those are my top three with Strider for me still firmly at the top, even with his struggles as of late. Uh, Elder, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about him. The guy just is getting it done and continues to get it done. And the more, I watch him, the more encouraged I become and thinking that this is truly just who he is. Yeah, he may have some starts where he leaves some pitches over the middle of the plate that get hit pretty hard, but I mean, the guy just, it's a long, long look at him now that we've had of success. So for me, those are easily my top three at the moment. I mentioned this the other day. I'm already putting AJ smith Shaver ahead of Jared Schuster. I'm just I'm down on Jared Schuster. I think he's been solid. He's done everything that you need him to do, but he is a fifth starter, and I don't see much upside past him being a fifth starter. While A.J. Smith-Schauver is still very young, and he's certainly going to have his bumps along the way, I just think there's more potential there. So I would have him ahead of Jared Schuster. So my starting five right now, Strider, uh, either Elder or Morton, A.J. Smith-Schauver, and Schuster. The depth that the Braves have in the rotation at the minor league level on Michael Soroka, Dylan Dodd, Colby Allard, who I mentioned on yesterday's Miners Monday podcast, who made a rehab start, was very good. Derek Rodriguez, who I think they're going to stretch out uh, to be uh, to add some depth to the starting rotation. Alan Winans as well had a very good year, or is having a very good year at AAA. And then, of course, you got the two big guys that are injured right now, and Kyle Wright and Max Freed. And that's really where this discussion takes place is the starting rotation's been good without those two guys no doubt about it you look at the starter era for the braves it's fifth at 3.89 era however you look at the whip they rank 18th in in the the starting rotation for the braves 18th in whip at 1.33 six most strikeouts with 390 a lot of that obviously goes to morton and spencer strider Seventh most walks. I think a lot of that goes to really Morton and Strider and um, Jared Schuster as well and Dylan Dodd. XFIP for the Braves, ninth at 4.14. That tell you That's still good. That's top 10, but it would tell you that maybe they've been a little bit lucky here in this stretch they've had. They've been huge. I'm not trying to just sit here uh, and, and speak badly of the starting rotation. They've been outstanding. They've done exactly what the Braves have needed them to do. But just looking at it analytically, looking at it, even with my eyes watching some of these starts, it just feels like there's got to be some regression for these guys at some point. I feel like they're, I don't want to say luck, but their luck is probably going to run out and you're going to see them dip back down a little bit. You look at Spencer Strider right now, and he's the one guy that I could definitely see taking a big step forward. He has a 4.12 ERA, but he has an expected ERA of just 3.24, and he has an xFIP of 3.03, which would tell you that perhaps he's been a little unlucky. We discussed that before. I think it's more so just a command. He's missing over the heart of the plate too much, but still 14.53K per nine. The 3.43 walk per nine, that needs to come down, but he's still dominating, and that's why you're seeing that expected ERA and that FIP be much lower than his actual ERA because his stuff is so dominating. For Charlie Morton, it's a 3.71 ERA, but he actually has a 4.64 expected ERA, a 3.95 XFIP, but he does have a 10.46 K per nine, but a 4.05 walk per nine. He also has to cut down on those walks, but he has dominating stuff, but he's pitching more like a third, fourth starter, which I think is fine, if the rotation were fully healthy, but Braves need him right now to be that that top-the-rotation type arm until those guys return. And then Bryce Elder, 2.60 ERA. Again, he's been fantastic all year long, but a 3.91 expected ERA and a 3.68 XFIP would probably tell you that he's more of a middle-the-rotation of type starter. Very good. I think more than anybody would have expected from Bryce Elder coming into the year. Part of that is just a 7.48 strikeout per nine. He doesn't have that dominating stuff as a Strider or a Morton, but he doesn't walk a lot of batters. Just a 2.39 walk per nine. Then you get to A.J. smith Shaver, Very small sample size here, but a 2.45 ERA, 4.94 X fit would tell you maybe he's been a little lucky so far in his brief appearances but that's partially because of just a 6.55 K per nine, and it's, but he does have a 2.45 Watt per nine, but he very small sample size. We're dealing with A.J. Smith-Schauber. Ezra Jared Schuster, 4.57 ERA. A lot of that done early in the year. Since he's come back, he's been much better than those numbers, but you look at his expected ERA, a 4, 4.93, his XFIP, 6.21. K per nine and a 4.79 walk per nine. Those are numbers that do not typically lead to a lot of success at the major league level. When your K per nine and your walk per nine are pretty much the same, that's when you're going to have an XFIP over six. And again, he's been solid. He's been much better, obviously, since he's come back. But he is a fifth starter. And if anybody's going to get replaced in this rotation, I think it's Jared Schuster. I mentioned it yesterday's podcast. I think it's very telling that the Braves skipped him in this Phillies series. I think they see kind of what I see and what the numbers bear out. He's been a little bit lucky. He's pitching like the worst starter in the rotation. He's giving you exactly what you needed as a fifth starter, but he is the, the last man in the rotation right now, in my opinion. Again, you're waiting on Max Fried and Kyle Wright to come back and those are your key pieces you're missing here. You get those guys back, and I think at the rotation and everybody just kind of settles in to their spot if they are those guys. But the question is, do they need to trade for a starter? And I think the answer is yes, eventually. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Maybe we see something around the All-Star break mid-July, but I think you need to see what Freed looks like. And I'm not just talking about stuff. I think he's going to be fine stuff-wise, but can he come back, be healthy, and stay healthy? And maybe they don't figure that out by the trade deadline, but they need some sort of indication there. Is he going to be that top of the rotation guy? Can he come back and stay healthy? Are there major concerns there long-term? I think those are questions we need answered, and we need to see Freed You know, make his rehab starts, work his way back, continue to progress, get stronger – fully go through that process but where we have a better picture of what that looks like. We're all kind of pointing towards the all-star break for that when we could see him return, but a lot is going to go into his rehab and coming back from all that and what that looks like. And then I mentioned the other day, I'm not fully optimistic on Kyle Wright. I mean, just back-to-back shoulder injuries like that really make me nervous. I know he's working his way back as well, but again, that, that one more than Max Fried really kind of concerns me. But if he comes back and he is a Kyle Wright then obviously I mean you're plugging in a, a good solid middle or middle of rotation pitcher, perhaps more than that with what he did last year. So obviously those are two big pieces, but I still think they likely need to go out and get another veteran, nothing major, no major blockbusters here. You know, I don't think they'd go after a Marcus Stroman or whatever's going to be the top starting pitcher out there on the trade market, but you get a mid back of the rotation starter, somebody that is an upgrade over a Schuster, maybe even over an AJ Smith Schauver. If you have to put an innings limit on him, I do think they go out and make at least one move for the rotation. I don't think it'll be anything extravagant, but I do think there is a need there to add to that depth. We've seen Dylan Dodd. He he cannot be trusted at this point. He's going to have to do a lot of work to regain his status soroka we've kind of seen what he has already at this point he's not back to where he was and again may never be there i think he'd be solid i think he could be just as good as schuster in the fifth spot right now but certainly not somebody that i think you're going to count on in the middle of the rotation uh colby allard he's a back of the rotation guy Derek rodriguez he'd be back the rotation alan Winans, i think he's still a back of the rotation guy so Again, you don't really have a lot of upside here with your depth. I think you'd have to go out and trade for somebody that could be that, that third, four starter, give you some innings and some quality starts that would be better than those guys. So again, great job that the rotation has done. I'm not taking away from that, but there are signs, and you look at the numbers, that perhaps there will be some regression and they'll need some help, whether it's from Freed and Wright coming back or they need to go on the trade market to add some quality depth there. All right, next, I want to talk about the Miami Marlins because they are on an absolute roll. Are they serious contenders in the NL, NL East? Do they pose a real threat to the Atlanta Braves? We'll discuss that here and next. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and it's not when you use game time, which is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for all the fun you're going to have, just like I did this past Saturday when I used game time to buy some last-minute tickets to the game and got to see Matt Olson hit that grand slam in the first inning. It was a great experience going over to Game Time, getting those tickets. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals right up to the day of the event. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code On MLB for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed, the Braves play the Phillies on Tuesday night at 6 40 p.m. Eastern. It's a division rival matchup between two of the hottest teams in all of baseball. I'll catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Braves. Also, on Monday, we posted our Miners Monday episode, a couple of really good bats right now in the Braves minor league system and workinger down at Augusta and Luke Waddell as well at Mississippi had some big weeks. Spencer Schwellenbach had a big week on the mounds. So make sure you go back and check that out if you haven't listened already. All right, our second Taco Tuesday topic. I want to discuss the Miami Marlins because they're the ones that are creeping on the hills of the Braves right now. I know we got a big series coming with the Phillies who have been hot in June as well. But we haven't really talked a lot about the Marlins. I don't know if anybody's really taking them seriously at the moment. So, how good are the Miami Marlins? Should the Braves be concerned? Well, you look at the numbers, they're 12th in starter ERA, 14th in bullpen ERA. I would tell you they're a middle of the pack pitching staff. Fifth in K per nine, they do strike out a lot of batters. Um, 16th in OPS, moving to the offensive side of things. Again, would tell you they're probably a middle of the pack team. 23rd in runs scored, 22nd in home runs. They do play in a pretty big ballpark. 20th most strikeouts, and they take the fourth fewest walks. So just looking at those numbers, and those are somewhat cherry-picking, but would not tell you that they are one of the best teams in all of baseball and ready to compete with the Atlanta Braves. So how are they winning games? They're 18-5 and in one-run games this year. That is an absolutely absurd record so far if it's been a close game this year especially four runs or less the miami marlins have won that game and that's been truly you know a big part of their success since may 6th where they have or may 26th they have a 17 and 5 record in that span they played a three-game series against the angels padres a's royals white Sox, mariners Nats, and they played one against the Blue Jays on Monday, where they absolutely destroyed the Blue Jays, eleven to nothing. A lot of uh, you know a weak schedule for sure that they've taken advantage of, but they they've swept the Angels, they swept the A's, they swept the Royals, they swept the Nats. All bad teams, with the exception of the Angels, who are you know above five hundred, but sweeping the A's, Royals, and Nats that is taking care of business. And it's exactly what you're supposed to do. It's what the Braves didn't do when they played the A's or when they played the Tigers, even though they did win the Tigers series, but they didn't sweep. The Marlins are sweeping these series against bad teams, and that's what good teams do. And so the Marlins are just taking advantage of the schedule in front of them, and they're winning all of these games. Now, they did lose a series to the Padres and the Mariners in that stretch, but in series where you know maybe they're the better team, they have dominated, and they have swept. They haven't just won series. They've swept these series, and it's exactly what you need to do when you're a good team trying to make the postseason, and that's exactly what the Marlins have done. Jorge Soler is going off. He's looking like a World Series MVP again. He's slashing 260, 363 with a 560 slug and 21 home runs this year. I know a lot of fans were hoping the Marlins wouldn't be good and they could trade for Jorge Soler, but he is carrying them to a postseason right now. Luis Arise hitting 400 best hitters in the game right now, pure hitters uh, right now is certainly helping them. Uh, De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, they've turned into solid players making up a really solid top four of the lineup. Yuri Perez, the top pitching prospect in baseball, he's come up and pitched great. They found some really good gems in the bullpen. And Okert, Nardi, uh, A.J. Puck, who they got in a offseason deal from the A's for J.J. Bleday, uh, Scott Hoeing as well. They've got some good arms out there in that bullpen. They're starting pitching, really, you look at the numbers, haven't been as great. You know, Lizardo, ERA over four. Sandy Alcantara, an ERA near five. I mean, they're starting staff, which is what we thought would, be this you know the calling card for this team and keep them in posting the contention it hasn't even really gotten going yet but again yuri perez has been good and you figure those guys are you know those guys have been solid they but they're all eras around four or higher and they haven't even have jazz chisholm right now who's supposed to be their best position player their superstar you know cover cover athlete and right now, he's not even playing. He is starting a rehab assignment, so we'll see. I mean, there's a chance for them to be even better. I mentioned Alcantara, an ERA near five. You know he's better than that. So you could even look at this with the Marlins and say they're overperforming and they still don't have their two best players going right now, and Chisholm and Alcantara. Reasons to be skeptical, they have had a lot of close wins. You figure that maybe that evens out over the season. Their schedule – has been, you know, very soft and it gets much tougher in August and September. Their July is still very manageable, but they got a very tough schedules in August and September. Only six more games against the Braves. Braves are currently 6 and 1 against them, so they need just one more win to get the tiebreaker for the season there if it were to come down to that. Uh, but honestly, I mean, this Marlins team is playing like a top 15 team in the league. Like they're one of the better half uh, teams in the league right now. And they're winning close games. They're getting some big performances uh, offensively from guys who weren't expected to do much but were good prospects in De La Cruz and Sanchez. Solaire's having a big year. They got Luis Arise to help boost their offense, and he's certainly doing that. Again, if Chisholm comes back and can really just add to that, if Sandy Alcantara gets going along with Yuri Perez, they got the bullpen arms. I mean, you can see this being a good team. Do I think they're good enough to compete with the Braves? No, I I don't. But I think they got a real chance at a wild card. Um, I do think there probably will be some aggression. I think when that schedule gets a little bit tougher, that perhaps they fade a little bit. But they've set themselves up by not just winning these series against these bad teams like the A's, Royals, and Nats. They've set themselves up to make a postseason run because they have swept these series. They've just taken care of... Of business, what again good teams should do. So, I would say they are a good team. Again, I don't think they're at the level of of a Braves or some of the other top teams in the National League, but I think they're a serious wild card contender and somebody that you have to take very seriously whenever you play them. So, watch out for those Marlins, but before we get to that, got to watch out for these Phillies because they've been just as hot in June as well. And Spencer Strider takes the mound on Tuesday night, looking to get on track and looking to take down the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll discuss that here next. The Braves and Phillies begin a series on Tuesday night in Philadelphia, two of the hottest teams in all of baseball. Right now we're still waiting on an update about Sean Murphy. We got no update on Monday. Braves waiting as long as they can there. Um, They can technically wait till Wednesday and still retroactive that injury if they were to put him on the IL. But again, there's no backup middle infielder right now. Surely they've got somebody on the bus there just in case in Philadelphia but got to make a decision on that pretty soon. I imagine we hear something Tuesday morning. It is Spencer Strider versus Ranger Suarez on Tuesday night. Spencer Strider, as we all know, coming off back-to-back really rough outings, giving up a lot of home runs, missing over the plate with 96 a lot. Need to see him come out and just have a dominating outing. I said this last time and it didn't happen, but I just believe too much in Spencer Strider. He's too smart. He's too good. Too talented not to figure this out, and maybe it's not on Tuesday, but it's going to happen. I said this on the postcast. Somebody's going to pay when Spencer Strider figures this out, and he's going to go on quite a run. Hopefully it starts on Tuesday, a place where I'm sure he would like to put some bad vibes behind after that postseason start from last year. So hopefully this is where Spencer Strider begins his 2023 dominance and continue and gets on a good run here. Obviously want to see that Velo back up. Would like to see him hitting 98, 99 more often, reaching back when he needs to. But more so for me, it's just the command and not missing over the plate so much with 95, 96. That'll get crushed by a really good Phillies lineup that is really hot right now. For Ranger Suarez, it is a lefty, which typically means good things for the Braves, but Ranger Suarez has been dominating here lately. He's allowed just two earned runs and three starts in June over 20 innings, and that includes starts in the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. So he's not just beating up on bad competition here. It's been a really good run of things for Ranger Suarez, and the last time he faced the Braves, He was just as dominating, faced Atlanta and back-to-back starts last September and allowed just one earned run in 12 innings. He had another start early in the year before that and was very good as well after the Braves got to him the first two times they faced him at the beginning of last season. So he is a pitcher that has really come on, and especially against the Braves here lately, he has had their numbers. So the Braves will try to change that as they've been a really hot offense here lately, and hopefully that continues. Braves play the Phillies on Tuesday night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern in Philadelphia It's Spencer Strider versus Ranger Suarez. Catch every pitch of the Braves' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Braves. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of each and every day. If you're an or let me know down in the comment section below. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And I will talk to you next time.